I'll really be in the crib just chilling. Just trying to stay safe. It's crazy outside, but you know, you can turn the crib to your own environment. You can reminisce about when all the girls was on your line. Just how far you came, you know. Your solitude is important. And it's crazy because the older I got, the more I realized I still love the crib. <laughs> I threw caution in the wind and I came with it I've been running this here but I ain't winded Wave a chick down like I'm dang Lilith Can't keep it PG, I'm explicit with game winners I can't go and get you on the track if you ain't menace I can't go and visit abroad if it ain't Venice The type the cops on Venetian couture with insane linens And drive a $30,000 car, cause I paid it all off These are just a minor thoughts, don't bore me I had to turn priors into priorities I really am finding out what life really is I was really outside as a young as a kid, probably chasing the girl while my friends hitting licks. Never did a bid, but never judge whoever did. Went from negative to positive and did it big. I'm grown, but the irony in that I love the crib. Just the crib. What up, folks? This is, you know, the CRB podcast back at you, a.k.a. the Crib podcast. We took a little hiatus um, just to get things right. The holiday season, be hectic, you know. Uh, Going to always introduce ourselves. Oh, we still want the order. Uh, yeah, we can, you know, we can, keep, we can keep the order. order we keep the same order? <laughs> ha, uh, yeah. All right, so um, this is Chad uh, from the CRB podcast. Cheesy gets busy on IG. Uh, what up, everybody? We back for episode three. We can get into some music today. Talk about um, some music topics, some um, some opinions that might not be very popular. Um, some of our favorite, some of our favorite memories with music, things like that. So it should be a good time. Thanks. Man. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, Rob, aka Southeast Rob. Uh, that's the IG, Twitter, wherever you find me, you find me. It's probably Southeast Rob, uh, aka Rooftop Rob, aka Real Shiny Rob, Ring Light Rob. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Not Ring Light Rob, though. Ring Light Rob. <laughs> hey, yo, I like that one. Ring Light Rob. <laughs> Ring Light Rob. Hey, bro, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it at all, bro. At all. That is hilarious, bro. But yeah, so third and not least, you know, uh, Barry, aka Lingo the Icon. Uh, that's all social media platforms, uh, except for Facebook. I have my real name on Facebook, but don't don't befriend me on Facebook. <laughs> I, I do not use Facebook. Facebook is <laughs> one of those platforms. It's just like I don't want you to be my friend. No yeah, more. like that's family. Family you pictures, know. like. <laughs> Family oriented. I, can't, I don't want like to. I don't want to be your friend on there. There's a picture weird. of me um, from senior year that I'm not proud of. So like, just don't look for me. Like, you know, you yeah, could delete yeah, it, untag though, right? it. Is that yeah, you could for family purposes? No, okay. See, like everybody in my family's already seen it, and it feels fake to take it down. So y'all just don't go look for it. Like <laughs> just don't go. Like, don't do it. All right, all right. But yeah, man, we back at it. Missed y'all fellas, you know. Um, so, so we had the uh pod our little podcast ecosystem rocking for the first couple episodes, you know. Um, good feedback, nothing but great feedback. 
you know so but we 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 like bad feedback too you know constructive shall i say not don't be hating you know what i'm saying but constructive feedback and how was your holiday weekends well holiday uh seasons because i mean holiday season is technically over now you know what i mean Mine was good. Mine was good. Uh, we we stayed we stayed in the home. We stayed at, at the crib. We didn't go anywhere. Uh, <clears throat> but it was just me, <clears throat> just me and Kira, and the dog. We just rocked out here. We made some good food. We uh, we actually did a little. We we did a little uh, picture uh, picture thing with the shirts and the matching plaid pjs and all that so no underseller bro you did (laughs) no you did the damn thing you did the damn thing it was it was all her idea bro but it was it was a good time so we we did all that and it was a good time we you know we got a few gifts for each other called it a day watched some football ate some food sound like a light relaxing day yeah i didn't have we didn't have to travel nowhere i didn't have to like go and like stay at people's houses like i i didn't it wasn't. It it just it felt more natural and more comfortable just to be at the crib. So right, uh, right. That's that was pretty much mine. And then I took a week off of work after that. So Big you know how I do, just chill. You really play, yes, play some PlayStation. Yeah, that's, that was a big thing. That's pretty much what I did all week. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty much my holiday season. Though, just it was just pretty chill. I I didn't. We didn't do no crazy trips or nothing like that. So mm. that was pretty much it for me. What about you? Nah, man. Uh, I was on lockdown, bro. Oh, so, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I had COVID. I'm I'm good, though. You Respect. know what I'm saying? Thank God. To know. Praise God. Uh, but yeah, nah, man. Like, so that was different. Um, so everybody was in the house. It was It was just the immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was kind of cool because like I had been on lockdown like the whole time before that. So Christmas was the first day that I actually got to be out around the fam. I've been on isolation in the crib, so that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. So other than that, it was just chilling, bro. Like <laughs> I'll tell you that that should have definitely give you some of the best sleep that you ever had because I was knocked out. Yeah, make you all the time. Good. But uh, yeah. yeah, nah, we back, we good, you know what I'm saying? That's what's and up, man. And hit the streets, it's snow, so. <laughs> right, you know, oh yeah, God ain't playing this year with the with the weather. It's no yeah. early in the year. Nah, sit y'all ass down. Right, but yeah, my uh, holiday season was definitely chills as well. Uh, kicked it at in Baltimore with my peoples. Um, did the, you know, we, we did the pajama thing as well you know the black people i don't might be beyond black people but i've seen a lot of my 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 people my peers on instagram doing it as well you know so i assume that was just the uh the vibe this year i seen it last year too uh yeah it That's just been cooked. the vibe for the past like five years bro. it's I, we just kind of <laughs> jumped on you know when you were in a relationship for a minute now family pjs this year you know i what I'm well yeah i ain't do the uh i ain't do it to like last year and this year uh, but yeah, I definitely noticed it has been a vibe. Um, but yeah, we just cooked, you know, kept it intimate. My pops, moms, you know, the uh, little sis, wifey, me, and uh, the two pets. <laughs> so it was just, it was just pretty good, man. Then we, uh, me and wifey, head down to uh, Charlotte, 
to chill with Sly and Kayla. Shout out to Sly and Kayla. Uh, extension for, extension of friends of the pod. I don't know if we still in that or not, but they definitely are our friends of, you know, and they rock with the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte is a vibe, bro. Um, it's a lot of new, like, I, I'm not trying to call it hipster, but back in the day, it would be considered hipster, mm-hmm. being like hipsters mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, you know, hipster now is like a norm, but it's a lot of new vibes down there for like a lot of the Generation Z, you know, uh, TikTok, you know, type of uh, crowd yeah, or whatever. They yeah, they got like a nice little, uh, like we went to this dope food hall that had like different, like you had your empanada, your Mexican food, you had your Chinese food, you had your Italian food, like, and <clears throat> the vibe of it was very modern, but it was just like, it was comfy in there, you know, it was a lot of young people in there just chilling, being in their own world, a lot of families in there, and we we went to this bootleg Drake versus Kanye uh, day party. Only reason I call it bootleg is because they never consistently played Drake or Kanye. Like they, it was just like a gumbo pot of music, which is a perfect segue, but like they advertised it as Drake, you know, versus Ye. And it just, they just never went there. I don't know, but we were there for a good while. Um, and like we were there for about a good five hours and it was lit, but it, it just never reached the Drake and Kanye vibe. So, um, yeah, but that was enjoyable. Um, that was very, you know, it was a vibe. And then, you know, we back here and I wanted to quarantine and keep y'all fellas safe, you know, so hence the Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, hence the Zoom. But yeah, bro, it was blessed, man. It's just a good, good holiday season, though. For sure. Yeah. But, but yeah. bootleg Kanye Drake. Bro, and like little whatever that drops into the yo, we're getting way better at like dropping into these naturally. I'm trying to like, like Tony Hawk on the bike, you feel me? Yeah, yeah dropping yeah. into it. I tell you, dropping the war zone, bros. You feel me? Like, <laughs> oh, somebody said pause, yeah, because I don't, I don't know. It was me. You I'm know sorry. what the pipeline is, bro? A skateboard term. Come on, man. Hey, 2022, we getting a riddle. Pause. I'm like, 2022, we get rid of pause. We get rid of pause. We're going to get rid of pause, though. That's I'm going to not say it. I'm not saying it. Hard. Pause. See, you can't even you can't even get rid of pause because everything you say is pause. Like, it's like a pause. I'm not saying it. All right. <laughs> that's another that's a whole other yeah. topic. But we can jump in we can jump into the uh we can jump into music just with the bootleg Kanye and Drake because that's an interesting topic if we really want to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean like where can you start? Like who y'all got in that battle anyway? Like we can start Kanye. 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 <laughs> that's it. That's an easy, that's an easy like that's thing. that's that's more than easy. Like yeah. I don't I don't even know how you combat like Kanye's first three jumps. Like if he only plays his first three jumps, like you can't really combat that. I just feel like yeah, he just offers more to music. I mean he produced Drake. Um, so yeah. like I and that's how I more so look at it. Like a lot of people look at it um like hit for hit and it's just like well when you kind of like I I consider y'all like non like y'all beyond casual music fans so y'all look at things 
you know, in a, in a uh, perspective past, like, oh, he got hits, he got hits. Like, you know what people actually bring to music. You get what I'm saying? So anytime you comparing, a, you know, like a nigga, like if it wasn't for Kanye, arguably the Drake we know today, we probably wouldn't know. Simple. We wouldn't know Drake today. We, yeah, we simple as that. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like you comparing a nigga that literally made a lane for the nigga now to be like oversharing and sensitive and, you know, kind of different. You know what I'm saying? But like Kanye's just like Drake don't have any classic albums to me, first and foremost. I'd say I'd say Take he, made, he made the lane for niggas to be different. Oh, and the yeah? reason why make yeah, the reason why I'm going to make that differentiation is because when we get to unpopular music opinions, I have... I already know what you... I'm not stepping on your toes, and we're going to save it, but I, I know where you're going. Yeah, we're going to save it, bro. I agree with you. All right, so given that, though, like, Christmas just passed. We kind of forgot to talk about this, you know what I'm saying? So, like... You know how big music is during Christmas. Um, anybody, y'all got like a favorite Christmas song y'all defer to? Like, well, besides the obvious, Mariah Carey, "All I Want for Christmas," which everybody on Earth likes. And you know, <laughs> that, like bothers me. I don't actually like that one. Me either. Like, I got a whole <laughs> I got a I got a whole playlist of Christmas music, and Mariah Carey is not on it. I agree with that, what? and it's not that I don't like it. I feel like it's. Like just oversaturated. Yeah, it's profusely it's played out. But it's a good song. Profusely though. played out. It, yeah, it, it's it's good <laughs> and original. It's original, but like I, yeah, just overplayed. Like overplayed. Well, like it was good the first five hundred times I heard. It. <laughs> yeah, but that was when that was the first year it came out, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Million more times, exactly. bro. They played that joke back <laughs> to back to back, like. Clue dropped a bomb on it when it first came out, bro. I remember (laughs) as a kid, man, I used to go to my uh, my aunt and uncle's house for Christmas, and my uncle had, like, the little cassette tape. This was back when cassette tapes, if anybody listening to this is younger than me, cassette tapes. Did you have to rewind (laughs) it with the pencil? You got to rewind it with the joint. Yeah, like, he had, like, a cassette tape with just the Mariah Carey shit on it. So we was in the car. He would just keep listening to this shit over and over. I like the song, but I can understand why people think it's oversaturated because everybody had that experience with somebody older that would just constantly listen to that song like around the holidays. So mm-hmm. I can understand why, you know, some people look at it differently. My favorite Christmas song is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. That's that's my shit. Like, that that's, is, that's a dope that's one. That's a yeah. Right. I don't like the I don't like the Chris Brown one as much as I like that. Like the Donny Hathaway one is I mean, the Chris Brown one was good, but it's not going to touch the Donny Hathaway. Yeah, though. it's not touching Donny Hathaway. It's not a lot that Donny Hathaway did. That but that's people... one of them, but that song is a is a classic. For sure. Like, if Donny Hathaway did it, like, it's pretty much, yo, just leave it alone. Like, I don't know why, just leave it alone. Like, I, think, I think Chris Brown did it for the movie. He, remember, he was, he was in This Christmas, so that's probably why he did the song. Yeah. It was timely too, and it's also, I feel like Chris did it to like kind of remind, or you know, like you know how you had that generational thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is, this is this Christmas. Oh, you had kids that probably never heard this Christmas until Chris Brown did it, or Chris Brown is the one that stuck with them. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, nah, for sure. But like, uh, so I got one. It's uh, called Soul Santa. I can't remember who does it, but like I found it on a random. And it's it just up. like super funky. It's like something from the 70s. Like, but like it's just one of them Jones that like if you're riding down the street and it comes on, like it feels real Christmassy <laughs> to me. But like that's just because I, I really like, you know, like old school soul funk music. Um, if I'm thinking about a newer one, the 12 Days of Christmas. Um, on a uh, on a Leverance, like it's a cobble, it's a compilation, like Christmas album that they put out, not this year, but like they like, not 2021, but 2020. Yeah. But like the joke is hard, like I don't know why. Right. Shout out to my man Boogie on that joke and uh, OMB Bloodbath, like it's a crazy <laughs> song, like it's probably if y'all ever Rob would pick a song with fucking 12 days of <laughs> Bloodbath. <laughs> That's the nigga that, that uh you said love rants? Yeah. Ain't that I beat the pussy up? Uh that's them, right? Yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's but okay. it's like it's like the label that came from that. Oh, oh, I didn't oh no, know that. not love rants, love renaissance. Oh but it's okay. FBI, I was like, yeah. It's LVRN, right? Am I yeah. Sure? I beat the pussy up was a classic though, so maybe that's yeah, why shout I thought. out to that. Like, shout um, out to them. No ha- no bars hell. Like my favorite Christmas song is Gabby Solid Night by the Temptations, bro. They man, they hit that shit. <laughs> you mean in my mind? It's co- <laughs> no, they got it in Those Silent every, Night. That's that's everybody that's every black person they know. You know black mind. people don't know the actual name. They don't ever know the title. I'm calling, hey, I'm calling it Silent Night because that nigga sing Silent Night in that falsetto. That's Silent Night. <laughs> That's just Solid Night. Black people, black people would never know the titles or nothing. Like, and I'm nothing. pretty good with titles, but I like Solid Night just stuck in my head, bro. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah, but that's no, that's the actual, it's the actual, that's the actual title. The actual though, title. It's just niggas always be like, yeah, they be mind. like, in, in my mind, like, my bro, mind. you know, it's really called Silent Night because he start the song off like, I want you to be free. <laughs> they probably think it's called Free or some shit. That's the Denise Williams. <laughs> <bit. laughs> you never know the titles of nothing. Nah, no, you know what proved that? Um, T- uh, CJ and Tanae Baby Shower. That's what proved that. Remember we played that game? We had to write the uh, the title of the song. Oh, yeah. Last year. Nobody, yeah. Nobody, yeah, knows nobody like we was calling the Prince. I forgot what Prince song it was, but we call it something totally different. <laughs> like... Yeah, black people with titles is hilarious, man. And I remember that. I barely remember that day because I was super hungover, so I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. able to. Because the night nobody. before was yeah. epic. Because yeah, we went out. Yeah, it was uh, Kira's birthday party the night before. Yeah. Um, See, I don't know who. I don't know who planned that, <laughs> but it wasn't a good idea. It was her birthday the day before. I forgot I, about. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a long weekend, nonetheless. <laughs> But I know what y'all do remember, though. What artists got y'all in the music? Mm. What artists originally got me in the music? The one that got me in the music. And that's such a broad thing, because I'm trying. Like, whether- started listening or listening closely? Closely, whether it been like a first album that you remember. Um. You might have had it on repeat. Uh, the 
first artist you liked? Remember, like, you might have heard something on the radio and this shit just stuck with you? Um, the first... The first song that I, I'll say I really listened to, like, really, really closely was uh, probably Spodio D Delicious. Oh, yeah. The Outcast Jump. Respect, oh, yeah. Because, like... That was a jam session, bro. <laughs> it's the way that shit rides in, bro. It's damn, like... Damn, damn. Yeah, dude, that's your favorite people. That's your favorite person, too, at like that. Yes, yeah, so that's, Rob, that's, Rob, that's Rob's yeah. favorite person. That's Rob's favorite person. favorite TV character. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I think my first I think my first uh I think my first yeah my first album that I liked a lot as a child was the first Usher album. I don't know why though, because I was it was my way, old, right? And I was definitely yeah, and I was okay. definitely listening to Hey, my way was fire though. Yeah, yeah but like I was seven years old listening to a dude talk about cheating on his girl. Like <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it, it might not have been the best thing for me to listen to at the time. And it set, and it set you up for life, bro. Like No, it I didn't. Feel like no, it didn't relax, Rob. It didn't set me up. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Well, it sets you up for like a part of your life. You feel? Really, yeah, for a very small part of my life. For a very life. small <laughs> part of your life, you live a good now, but I yeah, but no, that 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 album, that album was good. Like yeah, that was like, no, my mom didn't. got it for me, and that was a it was a good album. Like, and that was like Usher's first album, so I was like, it was it was good. And then after that, I got into rap more, so I started listening to Jay Z, obviously, because he was like the biggest artist at the time. And then, you know, other stuff came along, like Rough Riders came along, and, you know, it all built up off of that. But I tell you the first time that I, like, I actually, like, took a punishment, like, got my ass whooped for hip-hop. I ain't gonna hold you. Man, never get the first time I got my ass whooped for hip-hop, I'd ask my grandmother to buy me a CD. Now, again, y'all know my dad was a preacher. My mom is still the chairwoman of the Deaconess Board. So, like, this is a church-heavy house. You see what I'm saying? And the first album that I asked my grandmother for, I knew my mother wasn't going to get me. I begged her to get it for me, and she wouldn't. And so, like, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get my grandma to buy because grandma going to give me what I want. Nigga, it was Silk the Shocker made man. Oh, God. And it was like, and it was, it was just a time when No Limit was running the world, Dropping and it was just, every week. Yo, that was the latest one, and the album artwork was fire. Yeah, like, and as soon as it came into the house, my mom instantly knew what it was. <laughs> like, and this was, on, and this was on Christmas, so like, she canceled Christmas. She kicked everybody out the house, and I got my ass with that day. Because yeah, I how went did she how did she know that you wait you blasted it because I went out no because I never got to play it bro she just saw it it, it was just the fact that it was like damn. a parental advisory on that jump oh and damn it was popping it was cussing and she was not playing bro like so as soon as that happened kicked everybody out man had to get a CD back bro like it was a lot you know what I'm saying. And like I was like, yo, I'm gonna take this whooping for hip hop, bro. Did you take the plastic <laughs> off the CD already? 
Bro, I never took the plastic off the seat. Damn. <laughs> and took it back. Like, I'm like, why would you do this? Now, Shit. years later, when I finally listened to the main man CD, she probably deserved to whip me. <laughs> she probably deserved to whip me for that. You know what I'm saying? She probably saved me from something. But what I'm saying is, at the time, I just knew, like, that was going to be the one. Like, I knew the Silk the Shocker was going to be what Wayne is to us. Like, I was like, he's going to be the one. I don't know how I decided it because, like, he really wasn't rapping like that. But, like, I decided it. That nigga flowed different, bro. Silk the Shocker. I, like, I was really examining, uh, like, their style, like, him and Mystical style. I don't know how they write music. They had to freestyle. They had to freestyle. Because it's like, I can't even, like, they will flow in broken English. Like, Mystical, not so much. He just did the choppy flow in, like, a weird part of the beat. But, like, so the Shocker would, like, cut himself off and keep going. Like, it was weird, bro. He yeah. had the freestyle. He had the freestyle. So the Shocker was kind of different, bro. Yeah, he was different Yo, as hell. Actually, Shaking Fast was probably the second time that I got my ass with for hip hop. Man, I took a lot of L's for hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, you're going to, bro. If you, <laughs> you love it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm willing to take these losses, take these chances for hip hop, bro. Hilarious, like, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to write a love letter to hip hop one day. And it's like, going to be know what? of like. I've been through a lot for you. The pain that I endured. You know I mean? <laughs> it's going to include some Trillville, uh, some Trillville lyrics. That was another, oh yeah, that was that was another time, bro. Like when I finally figured out what the actual words, yes, to the unedited some words, cut, some yes, cut words, yes, yes, yes. That and Uchi Wally like for me. Uchi Wally for me. When yeah. I really real, found out what niggas was saying at Uchi Wally, well, with the yeah, like I really thought she was talking about going to Florida or something. She talking about going down south, like oh, they, you know, saying like they, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, I was, like, what you doing, yeah, I was shit. We was young as shit when Uchi Wally came out. You know what I mean? Chad, what's yours though? Who? Uh, what artist got you in the music? Oh, I already said Usher. Oh, you Usher. did. Damn. Uh, I'm going back. Yeah, and then and then I started listening to rap like Hov and shit. So that's that's Hove. what more Hov really got me into rap. Though. Being from Philly, when I first listened to Jay Z. It was Hov, and then Hov brought out Beans, and then you know. Also listen to the roots. Obviously, I'm from yeah. listen to the roots. Uh Will Smith was big, but like I didn't like him that much. For whatever reason, I th- kind of thought he was corny. Like it, I mean, when you're li- also listening to people. Yeah, it's like a it's like a happy like summertime was a classic, but it's like he didn't I like the grimier shit that you know right. your dudes were rapping about. So my man, was, my man Chad was waiting for what we do. Freeway. Yeah, Freeway what we do, man. Yeah. I was just about that to say, was... like, yeah, being from Philly, who was that rapper from up there that really like, like, y'all, this my nigga, like. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. So uh, yeah, um, the first one or just in general? In general. My so my favorite one is, is Beans. Cause I think to me, Beans is Beans is a 
Beans is a very underrated rapper. So to mm-hmm. me, Beans is the best one that came out of Philly. He's the most talented one to me. And okay. honestly, talent wise, I think Eve is the second most talented. Oh, she don't get her respect, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because like, go back and listen to Eve. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, she is. It's one of those things where it's like she did get her acclaim, and so she did get her flowers and all that. She even mm-hmm. the verses and all that, but. When people talk about the pantheon of rappers and the talent level, I feel as though Eve doesn't get that. If Eve was a dude, I think she would get more respect even in today, yeah. right but, now, it's, because it was Eve just a different was, time. Eve was the Eve was the first lady of Rough Riders, and she was a first lady in the era where, like, if you were the first lady, you kind of had to be like super on some sexy shit. When like Eve wasn't necessarily like that. She's like, a perfect balance. You like, would like, but she would rip you apart. Yeah, rap, like, rap wise, she yeah. was sick. She like, could, yeah. was like, she was solid. She could flow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, and then I feel like Eve, like, her style is integrated in rap today. When you think about just her look, she was before her time. Like, nobody was really coming out. You had, like, the short hair singers like Tony Braxton and stuff like that, but, like, a girl that looked that rugged, uh, you know, uh, paw print tattoos on her breast, but she wasn't being over, overly sexualized, but she was pretty. You get what I'm saying? And then just the whole style, like her whole aesthetic, like a lot of people adapted that in rap today. I feel like she, she, she was way ahead of her time. Way ahead of her time. Hey, then I, I can't, then I can't forget uh, Black Thought. Black Thought's. Black oh, yeah. Thought a legend to me. So Black Thought is crazy. Black Thought a legend. He's a, like, he's if, a you, if you are if you a rap fan and you world. never listen to Black Thought, like you doing You're not a rap fan if you're not a rap fan because he's a legend. So the, the things he could do on the mic, like I kind of put him and Audrey three stacks in that same realm, just like being a part of groups, even though uh Roots was more of a band, you know what I'm saying? But like just the things that those dudes to be a part of like, uh, like a larger like how Dungeon Family and you know the Roots, but like to be solely singled out of the group, like yeah, the, the stuff they could do on the microphone is just ungodly. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like out of it's godly rather, and it's out of this world, right. bro. Like nobody's touching like, Black Thought, and it's like to be singled out. But like not by design, just right. straight off skin. Cause yeah. you know, like you got like, you know what I'm saying? Nelly was singled out. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. was he really that much greater than the rest of the Saint Lunatics? I feel like that was a like, industry. <clears throat> I think yeah. I feel like the industry did that. Like he would like industry chose him. Yeah. But like for like people like Black Thought and like. Andre 3000, like, the people chose them. Yeah. It's like, nah, like, it's it's something definitely, like, the rest of them are beastly at what they do. Yeah. There's something particular about this one person that's, like, really going crazy. Yeah. Whether that I, mean, you see, I think you see that with a lot of groups, though. Naturally. Like, if you really want to go into it, there's a lot of groups out there that have one one major, one act that kind of stands out from the rest. Like, right. um, like uh, I'm trying, to think of, I'm trying to think of just someone off the top of my head, like, like, like Dipset, for example. Dipset is a group, and everybody knows them. But 
more people know Cameron than everybody else. Like, how many mm-hmm. people talk about Jewels and Jim? Well, Jim Jones a little bit more now. I think Jewels like Cam is still. I think Jewels was the young gunner. Like, I feel like a lot of people talked about Jewels in a certain time period, like when him and Wayne were doing a lot of, you know, uh, linking up and rapping and stuff like that. I think Jewels was a lot of people's favorite, like, back in the day. I feel like Cam whole package kind of outlasted and like was a representation of Dipset. And I think the fact that Jim is still like very active today, I feel like Jim's longevity is what helped him gain that respect. Cause back when Cam and Joel's had it, Jim ain't really had a respect like that. No. You know I mean? think I think Jim also Jim Jim was also a smart and he's also smart business wise too. Like he makes a lot of smart business decisions. Right. So yeah. I think for Jim, he's very like he's very strategic in what he does. And he also just got better. Like he even admitted. He really did like, get better. I was just a better. He worked. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I worked at my craft. He was like, yeah. when I first started, I sounded terrible. Yeah. But then I kept going. Like I didn't stop. You know how a lot of guys would just be like, Oh, I can wrap it up to be on a song. I don't really have to do much else. Right. right. Jimmy was like, no, like I gotta keep going with it. And now today when you listen to him, you're like, he don't even he don't even sound like the dude that was on diplomatic immunity. Like it's a totally different artist. So yeah, exactly. I think his work his work ethic and his business smart business smarts really helped him be the artist that he is right now. So it did like he was smart enough to do that. I mean, unfortunately, Joel's got into some other shit. So yeah. obviously that <laughs> that didn't help his situation, but Jim is very smart in what he does. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't even answer the question myself. <clears throat> so the artist that got me into music definitely was Mace. Um, you know, that was an error for me. That was who was running the um the radio, the sound, you know, the sound circuit back in the day in the 90s. I wanted to be Mace, I wanted to be a bad boy. You I actually went for a shiny suit, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted yeah, to wear shiny suits, suit. baby. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Mace was just a smooth, like, dude. But, like, if you listen to, like, his rhyme patterns, it's like, the nigga really could go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Murder Mace was fire. Like, I that was really an era for me. He really got me wanting to be a rapper. You get what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, like, Mace was that guy. Um, and then I would probably go lean towards uh, Jay-Z's probably second in line for me. I gravitated towards Mace, but then I, Jay-Z, I kind of caught on to how early. Because Jay-Z is another artist that don't like to talk about getting a respect. He got his respect late. Like, niggas ain't really knew how, like, gifted Jay-Z was to like the early 2000s when you think about it. Like, he had yeah. a, he had an up north, you know what I'm saying? Niggas fuck with him up north, but like to travel down the East Coast line and stuff like that, I really started hearing about Hove like getting his respect from niggas like from the South and stuff like early 2000s. I mean, I think I think a lot of it had to do with the the, the type of songs and type of beats that he did like in his first couple albums it was literally just him and like he, he had stuff with like puff and he had stuff with swiss beats and stuff like that. So it was very northern but then he started doing stuff with he did the joint he did Kevin, and that that and yeah, yeah that stuff helped him mm-hmm. you know become more down south and you know 
yeah. then he did he does uh, he did other songs with EGK like he and then he started doing stuff with Jeezy yeah. and he found he found Kanye and that helped them too with like the Midwest so like I think a lot of it he helped he branched himself out too to an extent so I think his another Jay, Hove is just a smart dude period Hove is crazy wow yeah he's he's a He's a legend for a reason. He knows what he's doing, so Big he knew what to do in that scenario. Yeah, his so marketing, think, you know, doesn't get his marketing. About his marketing brain, his like, he just thinks on another level than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. He even like he, he he like he did the clothing line. He did the he did the uh, the not the champagne. What's that? Armadale. Yeah, yeah Armadale. 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 Like yeah. he had he did all of that stuff. Way before everybody else, like yeah. how many other dudes was doing that stuff? Yo, huh? No, remember how you said? Remember how you said you got your ass whipped for Silk the Shocker, right? Yeah. So I didn't get my ass whipped, but I probably shoulda, cause like my my first legit like album that I played, like just back to back to back like i knew that album from front to back was back for the first time my ludicrous the unedited you version you probably should have got your ass man because mind you i think that album came out when i was we i was 10 when it came came out so okay i know exactly i always forget how, I always forget how young barry was because i was yeah. definitely like in eighth grade <laughs> like, yeah i was yeah, i was in the yeah. fifth i was in yeah. the fifth so yeah, I mean, rob I was, was in the seventh right yeah. all right bet so yeah so like I knew that uh, Fat Rabbit, uh, whole uh, the fucking just the unedited oh, version of Southern Hospitality, Hospitality. Like I knew that whole like my yeah. my favorite song on that album is still the freestyle he did with uh, Full Eyes. Um, yeah, and they did it off. I make niggas eat dirt and fart dust. They give you an eighty dollar gift yeah. certificate. The pussies are rust. I eat the whole pie and leave nothing but the crust. That was my shit, bro. Till this day, till this day, man. Hey, bro, it's funny that you bring that up because so you was in fifth grade. I remember that summer. I was either I was either seventh going in eighth. The six going in the seventh. I can't remember, but like, I know that 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 particular summer I was in, uh, I was in this like day camp, like our PG, and so like I remember like that was the that was like the anthem of the summer, like that was the joint, like, bro, like, and that joint was so relatable because like everything, like it had everything on it, mm-hmm. like it had some like real like aggressive like thug shit like stick them up nigga. stick them up is hard bro no stick them up i ne- i never forget that because i was going to this uh i was going to the summer camp in palmer park and like apparently like because like all of these niggas was older because like this was one of my mom's co-workers that like got me in this junk so like i'm in that joint like 12 maybe 13 and the rest of these niggas is like damn near grown men and shit. And so like we was in there and like they had beef with some other niggas. And like them niggas came to the gym and Stick 'em Up was playing. I never forget it was like the craziest thing. It was like some shit out of a movie, nigga. Oh, and so like they they came in, 
Niggas was trying to get the racket and shit like that. And the whole time, Stick Em Up is just playing in the background. Perfect soundtrack. Yo. So then. Stick Em Up, bitch. Stick Em Up. Bruh. (laughs) Nigga. To this day, when I think about how that shit went down, that shit still gets me hype, bro. If I hear Stick Em Up right now, I'm losing it, nigga. Goosebumps, nigga. (laughs) So so then the the other one. Is that John had What's Your Fantasy on it, right? Oh, the unedited that version. Saturday, that What's Your Fantasy? Bro. Nigga. Yeah, Saturday I is cannot, a classic. I cannot remember the girl's name. Shauna. And if you're out there, I don't that's, know that's she, she how I'm going to figure it out. Wait, the, no. girl from the, vi- the girl from the video? No, I think it's no. a girl that No, it's a girl <laughs> at the camp, bro. It was oh. a girl at the camp. She was <laughs> like, let's talk about the nigga. girl. <laughs> Nigga, she was she was fourteen, and like so, she was an older Joan. Had re- yo, I promise you, she's somebody like she's the reason that like if she got a son, that nigga is fighting at school every day. Oh, okay. If she I even this was if she even if she even halfway kept up with how she looked back then, that nigga is in a fight every day. He's not staying at school, <laughs> bro, because like she was cold. And I remember, like, I don't know how this does it. And, like, this goes into, like, music experiences. The first time I saw her, What's Your Fantasy was playing. She walked into the gym like what it wasn't nothing. What type of cap bro. is this, like, bro? Yeah, bro. That's, Nigga, that's, that like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we was, it was all older dudes. And I remember the dude who was running the camp. Again, he was, like, one of my mom's coworkers. But this thing was cool as shit. So, like, he just let us play whatever we wanted. And again, because that joint had just came out, that was our anthem for the whole summer. We played that joint back to back to back. I was always listening to some shit I wasn't supposed to where I wasn't supposed to listen to it. Um, That's a fact. We was listening to, um, this is another year, another camp. Now this camp, I was a, uh, I was a counselor at, and it was like a, it was like a day camp. It was at a church. The church that my mom went to and bro me and y'all know my brother chris and like a bunch of us was in there and they had hired all of us but like we was just kids they was just giving us something to do man we were watching them kids we was in the little conference room in the church right. freestyling the bow thugs right. and three six and but nothing and every time somebody came through we cut that joint off and then cut it right back up bro <laughs> Man, no, but like I can remember distinctly like certain stuff like and so it's like certain music will trigger you to like remember like experiences and shit that you went through and like everything, bro. Like like bro, sabotage by uh Wale Wale Lloyd, yeah. Nigga, I was going through it. I was going through one of my exes, bro. I must have played Sabotage on repeating the Ford Focus like 40 times. Pessimism is up. It's funny that you remember the exact car, yo. Like, everybody has that exact car. That Ford Focus saw me through a lot of bullshit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Goldie. She was a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. But, yo, like, so that's crazy. So, like, I got more, but like experiences with music that like trigger something for y'all. Um, shit, because I've been, you know, 
going over the like like the last couple of years, I've been having those moments where I I play a mute, I play a song, and I think right back to where I was. I'm trying to recall like a a, a recent experience. Um, damn, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of one too. Or just hearing, uh, oh, like break. I think "Break Up" by uh, Mario featured Gucci came on because this is a recent one, and I thought back to where I was when that song first came out and how like big it was. This, that was my senior year of high school, and I just remember how big that song was. Or just like, oh, I went down a little Young Money loophole um, recently, and every girl. That was my senior year of high school too. And just think about mm -hmm. how big, that was like me going into like my prom-ish going into my freshman year of college. That's when that song was like really popular. That's when Drake just came out and he was getting his little buzz or whatever. But like just how epic that song was. Like just literally the way that shit just, what way? Like I like a long hair, thick red bone. That's when light skin red like bone. niggas love light skin girls back then. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, for yeah, like, <laughs> I can yeah. vividly remember when I first heard this song. I was on the way to the barbershop. Um, I think about to get my hair cut for like prom or something, like a little event I had coming up for school, and they played that song on um 92Q, and I never forget like how big that shit was. That shit was crazy, y'all. That shit was crazy. Man. Give me the words, though. I, I think my, I think a, a big one for me was, uh, it was definitely through the wire. I remember it vividly because, like, mm -hmm. uh, when it first came out, I was like, this dude, like, it was, I was like, why is, like, Jay-Z's producer making songs, right? Like, that's kind of how Kanye got introduced to me, because dudes in high school was talking about it. I was like, yeah, man, he produced for, he produced for Jay, but, like, this song kind of fire, and I was like, right. he's a producer making a song, like, you know, that was, that's always a hit or miss, so I was like, it's kind of dumb, but I'm gonna listen to it. When I tell you the first time I popped that joint in, and I kept it on repeat, because the beat yeah. was crazy, like, that song, like, Juice the wire was so crazy. for dessert. <laughs> yeah, and then like like the fight like I dug more into it and like I thought he was kind of bullshitting about the accident, but that shit really happened. Yeah, you seen so the I was video like, Yo, that's that crazy. Face yeah, no, like, I was like, that's so crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo, like how like yo, this dude really like he really got through all that, and then you know he started hitting us with you know the Marvin Gaye, the Luther Vange. I was like, back, he was back. he was on. No, he just hit was the ground and like bro. he did. Like he just he just got the game in a chokehold and he didn't give it up. Yeah, he never he never gave it up. Like and then he started doing he was on everybody's album doing everybody's even, beats. Like he made niggas like songs that we like we love Kanye workout plan. We wouldn't have normally liked that song. Like we yeah, love that Kanye shit. Kanye made you like that song. Yeah, yeah Kanye like, made you like that song, bro. Like and he, and he even a song like that to literally be on fucking on the radio, like if you he was literally talking about women working out and like girls getting like you know uh work done and all that shit and just thanks to Kanye workout plan <laughs> I'm the envy of all my friends like what <laughs> like yo right man wow <laughs> what's some other jokes man I got hella like 
music experiences, bro. Yeah. Nigga. Bro, so speaking of Kanye, um, graduation. When that album came out, I'll never forget. Because this was freshman year when I was at Morehouse, bro. And that was the album where he was going up against 50. Like 50 dropped yeah. Curtis the same Curtis. day. I mean, Curtis, yeah. Nigga. Because that's Nigga, the, we um, were such big. What was the, what was 50 Cent single was uh, Amusement Park? I Get Money? No, it was well, Amusement Wasn't Park. I Get Money on that? It might have been I Get Money. Yeah, but I remember, vividly remember his single being Amusement Park. Because I know Jim Jones had that beat before 50 had that beat, which is weird because, you know, given their history. But I remember Amusement Park. And when I heard Amusement Park, it was like, uh, I was just like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to care for this album. Because that's how you gauge, if you, back then... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before, like, that's all you had, bro. That's all you had. You didn't, bro. Yeah, you couldn't really tell. There wasn't no like streaming. So, like, you had to really pick and choose. Do y'all remember? Yeah, what albums you could listen to? Do y'all remember going to fucking uh, FYE and putting on them headphones that everybody put on their nasty ass ears? And you could Just only to see if you liked it. For like you could only seconds. listen to ten seconds of yeah. each song. Oh yeah, and you like you really had to be tuned into them ten seconds. Like yo, like am I really going like this? Am I really going like this? Mm-hmm. Like, and it was hit or miss, bro. Yeah, like it was so crazy because like, but I think that made that made the experience more like in depth. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you had to, like, really, like, tune in and be like, yo, is this going to be the one? That's actually how I ended up uh, started listening to Lil Brother. Because uh-huh. I remember it was a it was a FYE in Union Station. And, like, I would skip school and, like, be on the train all day, all day. And then, like, I would go to Union Station and co- go home. And, like, I would always stop at FYE. And, like, I was just in that joint randomly going through, like, just different albums that I knew, like, all right, I know this Jay-Z is going to be good, but, like, I got this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got this, I got that. And, like, I just was going through the CDs, and I'm like, little brother, who is is this? this?" North Carolina. Like, it just threw it on that joint, and I was like, and it was, uh, it was the minstrel show. Mm-hmm. That first album, and like I was, a, I was like crazy, like pro, like super pro black, like way more than I am now. And I was like the minstrel show. Oh, this is gonna be some cool ass shit. And I was like listening, trying to be upset with it. And then I was, and then like actually hearing the ten seconds, I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like first of all, these niggas are spitting, and second of all, like the concept of this is crazy, mm-hmm. bro. I must have listened to them ten second like previews of each song mm-hmm. for like an hour because I was like nah bro like I can't like I'm gonna take this home and it's gonna be trash but like let me see again bro and like even that was an experience because like after having listened to like these little snippets for an hour like it was the anticipation of like let me get home so I can listen to the rest oh, of this to see you. if like I'm tripping or like, you know what I'm saying? Like I really found something. And luckily, you know what I'm saying, came up on the gym. Yeah. Shout out to my guys Fonte and rapper Big Pooh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
holding it down for the big guys out here. Little brother goes crazy. If you haven't listened to him, listen. My favorite little brother song literally is um Two Step Blues. That's my joint. Yeah. That's my joint. But um Bro, because yeah. that joke is so upbeat and fire. It is. It like you can't help but it's it's so black. Like, and you cannot help but to dance to it. Like it is a beautiful song, bro. And then like really talk about like the stress of like just yeah. being like a normal human being. That's why I like little brother. They're so fucking relatable. And they are like the conscious, like they're conscious rappers. Don't get me wrong. But like they will tug at like the the corny rapper like image. Like they, this is your conscious. I forget the name of the song when they talking about literally like trying to find somebody to go home with after the club let out and how this is like a oh yeah price. i forget okay. the name of the song it's a girl singing the hook and it's and it start off like this is your conscience you know what i'm saying it, like little brothers dope man yeah like another underrated group you know what i'm saying even with the producer like them niggas ponte is fire on the production you know what i'm saying so yeah all right so no, I, I feel like, like yeah. go ahead bro and like even getting introduced to like new producers that way. Because yeah. like Knife Wonder, bro, like had no idea who he was, but then like started listening to Little Brother. And then all of a sudden he on like the black album. It's like, yo, like this Seriously. is ridiculous. And then they, they're kind of like a representation of like they're like the first yeah. representation of like North Carolina, like outside of Petey Pablo, you know what I'm saying? Like Petey Pablo, it just kind of like just was a thing, and then you had like niggas like Little Brother and like people like Knife Wonder and Rhapsody coming from there, and it's just like, well, these niggas don't sound like they're from the South. Like that's a whole nother conversation about like I, I do want to have a conversation uh, like. One of the one of the best one of the best rappers ever came from North Carolina, bro. If we <laughs> Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine, yeah, that, and that's my Jermaine point. Is one of the greatest rappers, and ever. it's a lot of Southern rappers that have up north appeal. I want to like dive into that. Like you mentioned, Jeezy. Jeezy always had an up Jeezy north appeal to me. He, we know he from Macon, Georgia, and all that. But he and he you like he was big in Atlanta, but Jeezy always had an up north appeal to me. Rick Ross spent a lot of time in New York. Rick Ross don't sound like he's from Miami when he rap. You get what I'm saying? Like he always really had a, a up north appeal to me. J. Cole going mean? to St. John's University, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Rhapsody, you know, little bro, like they're spitters, and I guess, you know, we're kind of biased to like people that can really rap, rap, rap come from up north when these are southern people you know like andre 3000 he's southern but like you know what i mean like andre, andre I, one of the best rappers ever and i think that's partially because of like the exposure that we had so like for me like i was i was easy to get it was easy for me to get into southern rappers and like see them as like serious like rappers because right. like you know what I'm saying like I had more I had more connection with my family in Texas. Right. You feel me? So like I would go down there and like they're listening to, you know, like it's a lot of it's a lot of UGK, UGK. like mm-hmm. Zero or Mama Scarface. 
Scarface, Ghetto Boys, Ghetto Boys like Ghetto Boys. you know what I'm saying? Like again, oh, I told you about the first album that I really wanted was a No Limit album, bro. Like, yeah, a compilation. You know like I knew, like I knew Jay, like, and I knew Jay Z was tough, but like it was like the first album that I wanted was from like somebody off of No Limit. You know what I'm saying? The first CD that I came back, you know what I'm saying, that I probably came back home with or knowing about was like a UGK job. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it really just depends. Like, when we were coming up, like, a lot of it was, like, just tribal to, like, your region. Yeah. So it was like, as we was on the East Coast, and it was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was all looking towards New York, and, like, whoever come out of there just yeah. got to be the best. And then, like, Truth be told, I think a lot of the like the the markets, just like if you like above the Mason Dixon line, low key, they try to model model a lot of their markets after New York because New York is like, mm-hmm. you know, that's mecca. the that's the, the, like mecca the mecca of everything. Of, that's of the mecca of yeah. media, you know what I'm saying? Record labels, shit like that. So they try to model a lot of the their appeal, whatever you have, whatever you want to call it like New York, you know what I'm saying? So that's why like a natural bias was always created. When you heard somebody that could really rap, you know, you assume they were from up North. You get what I'm saying? Not realizing, you know, you always have rappers that could go, you know what I mean? From all over the place. Like you had the twisters, you had the, the brats, you people, a lot of people think Brett from Atlanta now, but we know she's from Chicago. You know, people that came up in our area, we know the brats from Chicago. Um, you mm-hmm. got the the uh, the the black thoughts, like we said, the Philly rappers, the stuff in Philly. Always to me, Philly always had their own sound. Like we know Meek and yeah. you know it's they a, it's, it's, own, it's his own it's his own sound. Yeah. Like DC has its own sound. Go go. Like it's mm-hmm. a, I think I think a lot of the major cities do have like like Chicago. A lot of guys have like drill, right? A lot of guys do yeah. drill music yeah. out there. That's then, kind of, like even though New Yorkers do it, like a lot of New York rappers do that. I think a lot of Chicago rappers did. They it took too. they they so put I their think, own spin to it, and yeah. it's always wild because like every every city that we're talking about or like region that we're talking about has their hometown heroes. Yeah, like. You might not hear zero on the radio here, but, but if Houston, you go to Texas, Texas, uh, yeah, definitely. Just like Maxo Cream, Maxo Cream to me yeah. really fucking rap. But yeah. his, uh, no, it's crazy. I never even heard of Maxo Cream until he was on Wale's album. I, I, I can't lie. No, Maxo Cream was on Wale's Yeah, like I, I heard of him on Wale's. He was fired, but I was like, Yo, I never heard of him. The crazy before. part is, I heard Maxo Cream back in 2015. He had a song with the dude Dad. Called uh, chirp phone or something. I forget, I think it was called trap phone or chirp phone back in 2015 or 16. And that nigga was rapping then. And then you know he just got better, and better. Then the second time my reintroduction to him was on Revenge of the uh, Dreamers, the last one that just came out um two years ago in 2019. And he had he was on the second half of the song called Oh Swerve, and we was like. The, the beat switched up. We were like, who the fuck is this? He sounded like 21 Savage a little bit. But then I'm like, well, 21 don't really rap as good as Maxo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Maxo just, he has, like, the like the punch lines. It was a little more clever than what 21, you know, usually give us or whatever. So I'm like, who is this nigga? Because tone-wise, it was 20. But, he, you know, so I'm like, 
then the Nick, then I got into, I was like, this is Max O'Cream, I remember him. Then I listened to his album that came out, uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Which Banks. Brandon? Brandon yeah, because you seen Max O'Cream as an album? Yeah. Like a full album? Nigga, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I he got songs to make the stallion and everything, bro. He had an album Listen, listen, to, go. listen to that Brandon Banks Brandon channel. Banks. It's, it's it's, 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 I ain't gonna lie, Barry, Barry put me on to that jump. Cause like I knew Maxo, but like I didn't like check out for none of the albums. But when I listened to that Brandon Banks, I'm like, oh, okay. He was going off, bro. Right. He's a crazy. Yeah, he Maxo was dope. And I feel like they probably play him heavy in Texas because he's from Houston or whatever, but he don't really get, you know, play uh the, the claim that I feel like he and even the song that you sent with Tyler, he got. You know, with Tyler, um, I forget mm-hmm. the name of, but the, the the song you sent with Tyler, like just that nigga is nice, like super nice. Um, yeah. But um, I feel like we should probably get into this. Um, so you posed the question to Instagram. Um, I don't know how many responses we got, but unpopular music opinions. So well, let's let's post it to Instagram again after we say our unpopular music opinions. We got a yeah, couple responses, probably. I think. Yeah, but we should definitely, yeah. uh, like, you know, definitely post well, we it again. We should introduce it and post yeah. our unpopular music opinions. So who want to start this controversy off? <laughs> who want to start it off? I want to hear Rob's, because I feel like Rob's is probably nuts. Bro, bro. all right. It, Spicy opinion. Let's go, Rob. You know what I'm saying? I'm a If Wale had a better contract like for his first album if he had a better contract attention deficit drake he would be as big as if not bigger than drake because he did everything that drake does now like because like if you really think about it if you really listening to like attention deficit like uh even like you know what i'm saying like his early mixtapes like you know mixtape about nothing uh, all of them jumps, bro. Like, Wale been talking to the women. Like, he's been big on, like, you know what I'm saying? I think he like, does it better than Drake. If you know, know like, I'll find the, I'll find the women and, like, treat her right and all of this stuff like that. And then he gets his heart broken. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Wale's breakup song? Dope. Like, if, if Drake redid that song, everybody would be like, oh, my God. Like, Drake is, like, a master and all of this other shit. Bro, I'm telling you, like, even Sabotage, if Drake did Sabotage, like, it'd still be on repeat. Like, people would still be, like, playing that joke. It would be in every girl's Instagram story whenever she get broke up with. It would be in every nigga's Instagram story whenever he break up with a joke mm-hmm. or gets his heart broken and stuff like that. Like, it's crazy. Wale is absolutely Drake's father in this game, and nobody gives him the credit for it. Like, you know- when Wale was doing, you know what I'm saying, like his diary joint and like, you know what I'm saying, uh, 90210 and all of them jumps, like everybody was like, oh, he soft, he this, he that, uh, like playing them to the left. But soon as Drake come out with better find your love or, you know what I'm saying, best I ever had, like, oh, you know what I'm saying, he loves his girl, like he's so <laughs> emotional, he's so like open with his feelings. We love him. Like, nah, bro. You're my man, Wale. His credit, and this is not just because he's from my area. 
representing my city or not just saying that well, Wale deserves his flowers, bro. And the reason why Wale be tripping is because nobody gives him his due his due diligence, bro. Mm. Like nobody gives him his flowers the way that he's supposed to. Because Wale's supposed to be way bigger. Mm. Way bigger. I'm really upset with all I do because like Wale could be going crazy right now. Wale could have Drake's house. Wale could have, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, the OVO jet, but it would be like, you know what I'm saying, sponsored by Nike boots. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember the first time first time I heard Wale, right? It was um I wanna say it was like oh nine. Oh eight, oh nine, right? Mm-hmm. And um my man Chris, my man Chris, shout out my brother Chris. He got he got in my whip because we were going somewhere and he was like, yo, I got this mixtape from this dude from DC, Wale. And I was like, yeah. like I was like, who's yeah. that? He was like, oh no, it's this new dude out of DC, man. You gotta listen. I was like, man, that shit right corny. Like just trying wow. to be funny. I was Damn. just trying to be funny because I was like, whatever. But <laughs> it wasn't a shot at DC. It was just kind of like a, you know, not every no, I'm taking you, know, you know when your man no, but when you know when your man's get in the car with some a new artist, sometimes you gotta be like. <laughs> it might not be good to you, so like I was especially like, in them, especially in them CD days, bro. Yeah, it was a CD. You had so to he, take the CD you was listening to out. I get it. Yeah, so it was a CD. So he was like, he was like, yeah, just pop it in and try it out. And I was like, all right. And I popped it in. And I forget what mixtape it was. It was one of his first ones, though. I forget the name of it. But he was killing it for like the whole like. I tell you, like he was killing it. Back and I was to the like, it might have been that. I, to be honest, I don't really remember. But it was, yeah, it that's was a the really one good mix. Produced by Knife Wonder. And I re- remember uh, exactly. Wale. Wale had this song on there with Joe Button that was crazy. Like, it might have been that one. Y'all might yeah. be right. But and it was, the one it with was J. Cole and, and Currency. You talking about that one? He had a song I on there. With that one. I'm thinking J. it was that one. Yeah. yeah so it was, um, it was really good. So, like, I agree with you, Rob, in that sense, because I think Wale. Wale hasn't always had the greatest situation, like you said, yeah. like his contract, all that. Like he got on with Rick Ross and them, but that shit doesn't. I don't know how good or bad that worked out for him, whatever. So it's like I think his situation wasn't set up right. Whereas you know Drake, he got you know he was under Jay Prince for a little bit, then he went to Young Money, and Young Money helped him out a lot, and then he went to Universal, and you know Universal, if you're good, they gonna they gonna look out. They gonna do what they gotta do to give you what you need. So I think um, since Drake was in a better situation, that's why Drake has the OVO jet. That's why Drake has mm. the big purple house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so right. And not like, a purple house, but a house with purple lights. Whatever this and, is. Like, and like, don't get it twisted. That. This is not a shot at Drake and at all. Bigger than Kanye. This is a, yeah, this, like it's, it's, this yeah, is a that. shot at the people who do not respect Wale. For the genius that he is, double in genius, he meant that shit, bro. Like I got a question you. now. Do you no. think it's because of image? Too no. partially. It's not because of image. No, I don't. Agree. You, what you mean? The fact that he dark shit. Yeah, I feel like I'm sorry, but dark skin dudes like isn't really isn't really a problem. No, man. but it's it's the image of Wale being poetic, dark skin dude with locks, rather than Drake being. Uh, exactly. Uh, 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 like mixed. Because you, you look at uh, you look at like you look at Drake's out. You look at the artwork for uh, 
Which mixtape is that the Drake got? So far gone. So far gone. No, it's, it's oh, I know what you're talking about. Comeback season. Comeback the, season. He's on the cover. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like standing, like, re- and it's like all kind of fall a forest. Behind him a forest. Got like, <laughs> yes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's that it's that real it model like face, album, like the real smiles. Yeah, it looks like an RB cover. But like we you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't you put like and then you look at like Wale's jump for uh like ambition, like it's a profile view, and it's like I get it, but like also, somebody should have thought about the fact that, like, it could kind of come off as a mugshot just because it is a profile. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, instead yeah, of, like nobody a nigga be... literally doing this, and it looked like he's, like, asking for, you know, you know, yeah. whatever thanks or blessing, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. And it's like, any... I don't know, bro. I feel like Wale. And it's, it's, it's wild because, like, that nigga, cause like I, I go with you, I I go with you on like the look and the image, because like everybody was, everybody really was playing them like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You dancing with locks, like you shouldn't be coming out like this, yeah. I feel like why? So like things expecting to come different. And the difference is, I feel like Drake is a little can be a little more, uh, like Drake kind of is relatable in the sense he's going to give you like as far as women songs he's going to give you the subject he's going to give you drake hides his toxicity a lot you get what i'm saying with Mm -hmm. how open and honest he is while he's going to give you a dissertation about why shorty may come off he's a very intricate writer and i feel like another thing wale lyricism is very underrated you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, his yeah. verse on this Russ album, Chomp 2, Note to Self, fucking yeah. crazy. Like, like lyrically, he goes crazy out of this, of time, like, this nigga Wale is probably my top, in my top five lyrically. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, like Wale is dope. And I feel like, you know, this is kind of where, now women love his women's, you know, girl songs. People love his girl songs, but even in the way that he writes, Drake is a very like mass produced artist to me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's, I, he's I and you know, hard you know hard to you listen hard to Yeah. Wale is a person that you can listen to, but you but he's going to provide some thought provoking, you know, information within him being received. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the difference between like some fire art that you would buy at like you know insert big brand store here Ikea, right yeah like it's fire but everybody has access to it yeah whereas like Wale is like you kind of gotta go to this particular he know, like, he's a boutique type of artist yeah you, you know what I'm gotta saying? go to this particular museum yeah and you're gonna have to pay a lot more attention to like figure it all out and that's why i respect which is, you know, so much Cause I wasn't on what the Wale train, um, and I guess this was back when like the DC Baltimore thing was like a big deal. You get what I'm saying? But one of my ex girlfriends actually put me on the Wale, and then and we were like studying, and that's the first time I actually got to listen to what the nigga was saying. Cause I always like lyrics, you know what I'm saying? But maybe back then yeah. I was still in a little bias of a, you know, 
thought process of who this I received him from. You get what I'm saying? But like yeah. once once I literally listened to like what he was saying, what he was doing with his words, how he would talk about women to the point where I, I related to how he would because I you know I'm not a surface level person and he doesn't make like he does literally like dissertations like this is why Shorty's like this. This is her mom did this. Her father, you know, from here, da da da. And then he brings that shit together, and that shit, and he turns it into like it's a like um, what's the breakup? The breakup song and shit. Uh, where you go? Dun dun dun. It's called the breakup song, right? It's literally called the, the breakup, breakup song. song. Yeah, like breakup just song. the way he did that, and even the way he did the video with reality, and you know, uh, fantasy yeah. type shit. So yeah. I, just his mind works in a manner that I can I always respect it. You get what I'm saying? And him being boisterous and even people not understanding him on even being boisterous to that, it's just like, yeah, but like, you can't really expect, when you think in a, a different percentile, like you can't expect the larger percentile to get your your art. You get what I'm saying? You may get respect for it when you retire, it's all said and done. But as an artist, I feel like he's grasping that now. Yeah. I feel like he's grasping that now. But like early, like early Wale, like maybe early 30s, you know, late 20 Wale, he couldn't yeah. wrap his mind around that. And I'm just like, bro, well, your music is literally not for everybody because you're actually, yeah. you know, your intellect and everybody don't listen to music for, although you have hits, you have hits. Yeah, your music is for intellectual. Not for everybody. Yeah, it's his for yeah. music is very intellectual. Like a nigga got intellectual music. Like you know what I'm saying? Hey, CRB family, we want to thank you for listening to the first part of this episode. We appreciate you tuning in, despite you know some of the bad sound quality. Uh, we're still trying to work through it, but we truly appreciate you um, going through this process with us and while we figure the kinks out. You know, um, but if you made it through, uh, that just proves that you're around for the ride. So, again, thank you. Part two will be dropping January 17th. We will be continuing this great convo about music. I feel like everybody can relate to it. So we just want you to tune in. Be a part of the vibe. Be a part of the family. CRB pod.